Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. What do you think happens when we die, Camarillos? Good day. A good day would be to sleep in, take a motorcycle ride. You know, you're going to have to catch me. Walking the streets of the future is really going to be breathtaking. Hello, and welcome back to Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends absconded with Tom Hanks, purloined Dwayne Johnson, and are about to be absolutely mugged by Keanu Reeves. I'm Billy Idaho, and I'm stealing <laughs> the waves. Get out of my skull, because I'm Terry Oklahoma. And, Terry uh, Oklahoma. <laughs> and I'm here to have you teach me how to surf. Uh, Sam, or, uh, sorry, what was your name? Billy Idaho. Billy Idaho, if you could teach me how to surf, uh, Terry, Oklahoma would be quite pleased by that. Yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get your feet up on the board. Same time. Okay, yeah. Knew that part. Um, uh uh-huh, and you need water. And, um, in an ocean, preferably. Yeah, you're not very good at surfing, are you? No, we're going to get into that a little bit, um, my relationship with, uh, with surfing. Now, folks, you're, you're going to be wondering, what does surfing have to do with, uh, 1990s Tune In Tomorrow? Uh, nothing, in fact, because we didn't watch it. And then you're probably thinking, well, what does surfing have to do with 1991's Providence? Also nothing. We didn't watch that either. Here's the thing, folks. Can't watch them. Yeah. They're not around. Don't exist, essentially. So, um, yeah, it, uh, he, hmm, there's nowhere to stream them. We're not even sure that Keanu's in Providence, and, uh, Amazon didn't even have the DVD for Tune In Tomorrow, so here is my challenge to you folks. If you can source this movie, we'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. Well, both movies. If you can source either movie, although I think the word is that Providence does not really have Keanu in it, so maybe yeah. not that one. Yeah, but tune in tomorrow, the 1990 flick starring uh, Keanu Reeves and Peter Falk. Um, if you can source it, we'll watch it. Um, yeah. And if you find a way to do it, send us an email at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. So um, here's the thing. Uh, we went down two movies, which means, Luke, of course, we watched 1991's Point Break. Point Break. Fuck yeah, we did, man. Yes. Amen. Can I hear an amen, Luke? Amen. Oh, been waiting for this one for <laughs> a few months. Yeah. We are, with this movie, unless you can find that other one, folks, uh, we are mm-hmm. turning the page 
on Keanu's career, heading out of some 80s doldrums and some 80s mm-hmm. doldrums clingers on, I would say. Yeah. Into a new yeah. era of Keanu's stardom with this guy. With Point Break, for point sure. Point Break. Um, Luke, how is your watch? Uh, my watch was unremarkable. Uh, you already sort of went over the most remarkable thing, which is that I knocked mm-hmm. on Jeff Jeffrey Bezos's house and said, "I need this tomorrow movie starring Keanu Reeves." And he said, "Who? What?" And I, mm-hmm. I explained the situation again. <laughs> and he said, "I don't, I don't even know where to look for that one." And I said, "That's fair, Jeffrey." And we're gonna skip this other one. And now I need Point Break. And he goes, "Point Break." Of course I have point break. And then he gave how, me point break. How could he not? Yeah. So that, yeah, we watched point break. That's basically it. Sam, what was up yeah. with your watch? Um, I watched it on AMC plus through, or yeah, through Amazon prime. Uh, so I did watch, there were some commercials in there. Hey, we also did the same thing. Cause we have AMC plus to watch the excellent Anne Rice novel adaptations mm. uh made okay. and interview with the vampire uh so we had that one sort of queued up there were commercials though as you've pointed yeah. out okay i want to know did you get the same commercials was it walking dead walking dead uh some sort of witch show and then frozen planet 2 yes all right well yeah it's the perfect pairing with point break obviously more or less, yeah, that's exactly what we got. Which the Mayfair Witches is interesting because we already watching that one. You don't got hmm. to advertise to me. Them's wasted advertising dollars, AMC. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I mean, I I found out tonight that I've been paying for AMC Plus for quite some time. Okay. <laughs> Sam, this in addition to stars. So I believe with this one, Kenna signed up for AMC Plus because she does enjoy The Walking Dead, um, and uh, and I didn't realize that a that cost money and b that she did it on my account because uh, that's the one that that's logged into on the Xbox. So yeah. I I have been paying for AMC Plus for for some time. Uh, well, it all became worth it when you streamed Point Break with commercial breaks. Yes, but I would like to talk about a different movie. Yeah, I expected this. Because, Luke, last night, Kenna went out to, to hang out with some friends or whatever, and I had the house to myself, and so I was very much in the mood for a dad movie. And so I rented Crimson Tide, mm. and my guy did it deliver. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, a lot of sweaty dudes in a submarine trying to figure out if they should nuke Russia or not. Oh, here's the thing I realized. One, dad movies, excellent. I've got a, a, a slowly growing list of dad movies on my phone that I want to work through. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Gene Hackman is, I think, required for every dad movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, it's kind of weird that Gene Hackman has done all these dad movies. It's like, you know how Wilco is like dad rock? It has become dad rock. Um, Uh Is Gene Hackman, like, did he catch wind at some point? Oh, like, oh, I'm making dad movies. 
and then just like lean hard into the dad movie thing. Here's the thing. If if he did that, he would have had to have done it before 1995 because that's when Crimson Tide came out, which, folks, it's a premium swallow. I, I highly recommend you watch it. It's so good. Mm. It's so good. Um, cause like, I'm thinking about it, and the, the Gene Hackman movies that I know of are just classic dad films. You've got, uh, Crimson Tide, obviously, uh, with Denzel Washington, phenomenal. Uh, honestly, I would have watched it a second time tonight if I could've. Um, you also have Enemy of the State, which is brilliant. Um, and then, of course, uh, everyone's favorite dad classic, Welcome to Mooseport. Um, <laughs> sure. Everyone's favorite in a total classic. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite Gene Hackman film where he stars alongside Ray Romano. It's a welcome to Mooseport. Hey, what are the rules on this? Because I asked about your watch of Point Break. Am mm-hmm. I allowed to just bring any watch to the table? Is that how this works now? Um, I mean... I, so here's here's where I want to say no, but I set the precedent for yeah, yes. Yeah, you did, man. Because you just did. You have this, a good watch. Uh, <laughs> lately, I've just been watching these Hanksy movies, uh-huh. so I don't have anything. So fair play to you for bringing this to the table. I just wanted to make sure I understood the rules vis-a-vis unrelated shit for future episodes. What? What if we limit it only to dad movies? Anytime you watch a dad movie, mm-hmm. you get to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I'm planning on watching The Menu sometime soon. That's not a dad movie. I'm not going to talk about it on this show. No, that's completely fair. We watched Glass Onion not that long ago. Not a dad movie. No. Uh, but... But Luke, when I watch Hunt for Red October, you better fucking buckle up. Yeah. Because that is a dad movie and I will be talking about it. That is completely fair. And here's the thing. I feel like it's almost like defining pornography because I can't define a dad movie for you, but you know it when you see it. Yeah. Let me let me take a peek at the, the list <coughs> of movies that I've got because I'm pretty sure they are just dad movies. Yeah, Heat and Ronin. Mm. And I think those are both just dad movies. Yeah, because I was just thinking, like, what's another classic dad movie? Like, maybe, I was, well, here's the litmus test. Because mm-hmm. Blade Runner, not a dad movie. Close. Absolutely not. Not a dad movie, though. Um, no. Yeah, definitely not. Um, the Doors, dad movie. Total dad movie. Wait, which one's The Doors? The Doors. It's a biopic about The Doors. Oh. See, not on my radar. Um, <laughs> the Fugitive. Dad Yes, movie. yes. Anything starring Harrison Ford post-Blade Runner? Mm-hmm. Up until modern Harrison Ford. Dad movie. Honestly? Total dad. Air Force One, dad movie. Air Force One. Any um, Jack Reacher film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I believe or uh sorry, I'm confusing Jack Reacher and Jack Ryan. Both 
two dad jacks. Two I dad jacks. I don't didn't make a fucking <laughs> difference for that joke, did it? <laughs> yeah, a Jack Reacher, a Jack Ryan, they're both dad flicks. Doesn't matter. Um, no, yeah, dad flicks thinking... is different. Dad, daddy flicks is a different media. Yeah, sorry, entirely. dad movies. Yeah, uh, father cinema. Even. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um. God, dad movies, man. I got to watch me some more dad movies. <laughs> hey, are real quick, are you wearing a cardigan? I am wearing a cardigan, yes. Talking about how much you want to watch The Hunt for Red October. Uh, and Heat, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Uh, call it, um, shit, uh, what's the thing you do where you, like, it's not positive mental thinking or whatever, but it, uh, uh, where you're like trying to make something happen by just like living it. Manifesting it? Yeah, I'm manifesting a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the end goal is going to be eating like sardines out of a can while you watch Harrison oh. Ford beat up some terrorists and you're just going to go, yeah, this is what I'm looking for, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah just- Trying to tell anyone who will listen how nice anchovies are in different foods. Mm-hmm. No, they, they really help, like, add some, some umami to it. Trust me. Also, have you seen Heat? <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm kind of here for this transformation that you're going through. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like if your friend suddenly became a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot less cool. <laughs> hey man have you ever seen a raging bull also you want some of these pork rinds yeah i got a big bowl of pork rinds you can have um <laughs> i'm gonna pour up a scotch uh let me tell you about the cars i used to own mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can i also say yeah um i a, I think Point Break is a little bit of a dad movie, and also, John Wick is a hundred percent dad movie. Well, da- see, John Wick also has broader appeal. I think it appeals to dads, but it is yeah. in itself not a dad movie. In the mm. way that I mean, you nailed that out of the gate, my guy. Crimson Tide, yeah. <laughs> A thousand percent. That's about sweaty guys in a submarine threatening to blow up Russia. That's a dad movie. (laughs) You might as well just watch the Zapruder film on repeat. (laughs) (laughs) While reading the Warren Commission report. (laughs) God, the saddest tableau. Is just like you coming into my ho- house and I'm on uh, minute 93 of watching the Zapruder film while <laughs> scarfing down sardines <laughs> packed in oil. And I'm like, hey man, come here. If you look right here, you can see a second bullet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you, got, you want some cold pizza? I got some pizza from last night I'm going to eat just over the sink. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's a, <laughs> I was going to say a DiGiorno, but that's too nice. It's a Red Baron. It's a Red Baron pizza. <laughs> my wife's out of town. Did I mention my wife's out of town? <laughs> you, you want me to reheat some tombstone pizza for you? 
<laughs> Picked it up at the gas station. It's so cheap. <laughs> I got a two liter of Diet Dr. Pepper I'm going to think about later, too. <laughs> Shit. I think you are. I'll let you know when you hit I'm making venison chili from the freezer level of dad energy. When you've hit that point, I'm pulling the ripcord, man. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> just just put me in a garage with a running car at that yeah. point. It's fine. Yeah. Um do you oh. want to do you want to break down the plot of point break? Yes, I do, and I'll do it very succinctly because Sam, there's a t- there's a touchstone that mm-hmm. people have seen that has an identical uh-huh. plot to this. Uh, yes, with a slight change. So, if folks, if you've seen Fast and the Furious, that's the plot of Point Break, except instead of cars, it's surfing. Oh shit, you're right. It's identical. It's the exact same movie, with the exception of. At the end of Fast and Furious, Paul Walker joins the crew. Everyone becomes family. This one, uh, Special Agent Johnny Utah, does not join Bodie in Robin Banks and surfing. He does, in fact, nail him and get his guy. So, in the original Fast and Furious, which I have... Have you seen it? I've, I saw it a very long time ago. Yeah. Okay. So, do they rob Banks in that? Yeah, dude. Oh. Fuck. Yeah. That is just the same movie, but it's with this, like yeah. a dumber lead. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they robbed banks. Yeah, I mean they're they're yeah, with cars. It's the same it's the same. Huh. Yeah. But instead of cars it's surfing and instead of the, the girl being Dom's sister, it's Dom's ex. Uh it's it's right. Buddy's ex. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's the plot, folks. I didn't even have to work on this one. That makes me hate Fast and Furious more. Yeah. Actually. Did come out a cool, like, I think 11 years later mm-hmm. that they released and then the they first were like, Fast and Furious. Ostensibly, they were like, but what if Fast and Furious, or what if Point Break had a sequel, and that sequel had a sequel? And we yeah. just kept doing this until Vin Diesel mercifully dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, it is weird to stare into the abyss and see an alternate universe in which they made 10 point breaks. Um, mm-hmm. And just kept going with the franchise over and over. Yeah. And it kept making money hand over fist every time. And it kept getting bigger and more bloated and dumber and more sexist. Yeah. It's a weird alternate universe to stare at. But instead, no, we get Point Break. We get uh, we get a movie that Sam... What do you, you think of this movie? So, um, I just, I just want to leave you with one thought, which is Vin Diesel doing Fast and Furious when he's like 78. So... um there's there's no good there's no bad obviously um point break is a classic point break is sam for the first time in this series in this season i'm going to agree with you and not change your word at all Mm -hmm. point break is a classic this movie it is a classic yes um in fact i only knew like 
one, two things about it. I knew that at one point Johnny Utah would fire his gun in the air because I have seen Hot Fuzz. And I knew that there was skydiving because I have watched some videos that talk about how long you actually fall in skydiving. And spoiler alert, it is much less time than is depicted in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mythbusters actually confirmed that if you jump, because there's a scene where Johnny Utah jumps after Bodie uh, without a parachute to catch Bodie in midair, who does have a parachute. Mythbusters proved that it is in fact plausible that you could jump out of a plane at the time that he does and catch Mm -hmm. up to someone with the parachute. But then to have an extended like 90 second conversation with them as you're falling. Nope. Yeah. That one killed Buster every time. That one's yeah. uh, myth busted. I, so I watched a video with, I believe, like a like a former paratrooper. Mm. And they were like, it like when you do a high altitude, low open jump, it's like 30 seconds tops. You're yeah. not falling that long. Um, so they they'd be paced. Yeah, they'd be <laughs> meat waffles time. as they describe mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, or that his body was screaming as they hurtled towards the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is, uh, I don't fully know how to talk about this. Hmm. I have a few, I have a few points, but I guess, okay. Um, you know, just in general, since this is, I, okay. Preface. I thought I'd seen this movie and I definitely have seen pieces of it. Yeah. But I had never seen the whole thing apparently because there were huge chunks I didn't I was not familiar with. So Sam, right? This is kind of both our first watches. What would you would you like? Would you jive with what sticks out from the movie? So here, what really struck me is that this is a far more like modern feeling movie than mm. you would expect with it being uh, released in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Uh, mostly because, my guy, there are times where this feels like John Wick a little bit. You got Keanu with the gun. You got, you got we, Keanu with the gun. We get gun Keanu for the yeah. first time, and it feels like putting on a warm coat. It just feels good. It does. Yeah, because there's an opening scene where I guess he's at Quantico. Or Mm -hmm. leaving, like, do they make you do a series of torturous tests to get out of Quantico? Well, you know, back in my time in the FBI, it was a little different. Yeah. Um, But some of the old timers said, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they used to. Because anyway, he's he's doing this, like, shooting course. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's he's at, I I don't want to call it a range, because he's, like, flipping around. And whipping yeah. around corners and taking shots at moving targets and stuff. Like, this is... It's like if Disney made a <laughs> shooting range. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mickey Disney's Mouse's Spray and tootin'. Pray. Oh, yeah. Spray and Pray. That's good. Uh, Disney's Rootin' Tootin' Terrorist Shootin' Range. Yeah, there you go. Got it in two. Um... <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so we that's like b- the beginning of the movie is we see Keanu mm-hmm. ripping around this range, looking all serious, taking shots, nailing targets. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. is, it's got some wick energy. He's got some wick energy. 
also, we see him at the end of the movie with essentially the wick hairstyle. Yes, this is true. And we see some like actually really well choreographed hand to hand combat, which leads me to to ask Luke, has Keanu been living the wick lifestyle since 1991? I think Keanu, because again, we're we're skipping a huge. I feel like we drop the Matrix a lot. Like you and I specifically sure. don't mention the Matrix a lot, uh-huh. um, but it is sort of the big billboard on the horizon. Is right. the Matrix at the end of this decade? So oh, it's common. It's common. I feel like he has been dabbling, has been working towards it, and then Wick sort of just like um, really opened him up, let all the stank mm. out. Filled the yeah. room with the nice perfume that is John Wick, uh, that he'd been sort of working towards, mm-hmm. and really unleashed him. So I think the source material has been, you know, this this stew's been brewing. This yeah. stew's been simmering for a while. He's been leading to this point yeah. for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So we got Gary Busey. Yeah, we do get a Gary Busey. God, I love me some Gary Busey. I'm not even going to lie to you, man. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love to see uh, Special Agent... Uh, Pappas. Pappas, thank you. Um, yeah, Special Agent Pappas, played by Gary Busey, uh, as Johnny Utah's counterpart. Fuck yeah, dude. Guy guy delivers in this one. Oh, without a doubt. Um... Okay, so let me. You want you do you just want some questions? Because I've got some questions here. Questions are good, and then uh, yeah, like I said, I got a few comments about this movie. A few things rubbing the wrong way that I want to hash mm. them out. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, which president would you want to be of the ex-president bank robbers? Nixon, because the the idea of Nixon robbing a bank, just mm-hmm. fucking over Americans that much more. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Like, oh, it's poetry. I love that. So for those who haven't seen the movie, when they rob a bank, they wear ex-president masks. Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, LBJ, Carter, Nixon, and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. Um, and then they actually, like in the beginning opening uh, bank robbery scene... They're making quips at each other in character. Yes. It's incredible. <laughs> Which is so Which, like, fun. It's also their like 25th heist. So you got to wonder, have they been like work? Have they been workshopping it? I think for so. 20 some odd heists. Yeah. I think they've been going to improv classes. They've been really working <laughs> on nailing the, the character work. Yeah. So I think because... I forget who played Nixon, which of the characters actually was Nixon. Oh, um, Christ. I don't I don't yeah. remember, man. One of the surf gang. Anyway, actually says as he's leaving, I am not a crook, which he is. Yes. He's robbing a bank. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's inspired. I do like I love the idea that like they're on heist number like four. Yeah. And uh, Nixon is like, give me your money. And uh, and they're in the car making it back, and Patrick Swayze's like, "Dude, you went too far. It was too much." 
you gotta you gotta tone it down a little bit, man. I like I I like what you're doing. I really do. But you really gotta you gotta turn turn that down just a little bit, man. Yeah, because it's coming on too hard. Yeah. Yeah. So Nixon for me. Sorry, I got distracted by thinking about what it would be like if if Dick Nixon actually r- robbed a bank. Um, mm, yeah. God, the fumbling, the weird <laughs> eye contact, and the clammy hands involved would be yeah, yeah. The slurs, the racial slurs, the and racial comments slurs. about the Jews. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot. But Sam, which president would you be? Jimmy Carter, hands down. Um, the peanut farmer. Peanut farmer. I'm just a humble peanut farmer, and I'm yeah. here to take all your money. And uh, when I'm done, I'm happy to help you build build you a new home. We're gonna build you a new home with them with not a lot of the money I'm taking. I'm gonna keep <laughs> most of it. Gonna keep most of it, but some of it I'll leave to you. Yeah, just just a kindly Jimmy Carter uh, pulling a gun on a bank teller and you uh, building him a house after. <laughs> That's what I call a habitat for humanity. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Um, Did you? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I forgot that was. I thought we were just talking about these presents. I forgot that was question numero uno. What is question yeah. numero dos? Uh, let's see. <sighs> Two meatball sandwiches, Gary Busey. Two meatball subs. This guy's hungry. I thought a lot about this. Now, Sam, mm-hmm. this really, I did spend an absurd amount of time thinking about the fact that he ordered two meatball subs. Um, Sam, are you a meatball sub guy? No. Scared of meatballs, if I'm being honest. Really? Mm-hmm. Now. It is, it is essentially a food designed to harbor uh, foodborne pathogens, in my mind. Um. Because, you know, ground beef can be tricky, uh, just like Dick Nixon. And they, they make them so big, Luke. They make them so big <laughs> that they, they, there's no way it can cook properly. You know, either I, you get, I, you get mostly juicy meat and then a raw middle, which kill me, or you cook it all the way through, but it's all dry and also, a lot of people like make a lot of meatballs and then leave them out for a while, and you can't you can't leave ground beef cooked ground beef out in the danger zone, which folks that's uh, that's any temperature between forty degrees and one hundred forty degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, you can't yeah. do that for two hours, especially with ground beef. So Sam, I know this runs deep, uh huh, and I don't want to poke too hard, uh huh. But you know people make good meatballs, right? Like yeah, this, I mean, I'm, like people make good meatballs. Right, look, people make good steak tartare. Doesn't mean I'm gonna fucking eat it or mm. trust it. Oh, steak tartare's so good. Nope, never doing mm. it. Okay, so so all that to say, you're not a meatball sub kind of guy. Absolutely not. Now, do I do I think they look good? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they look yeah, satisfying. All those plump, juicy balls in the marinara just sort of dripping off the side. Mm-hmm. Just oh, laden yeah. with salmonella, E. coli. Yeah. Um, you know, 
just gonna just wreck your shop. Yeah, uh, I mean, in- I I feel a bit like a sloppy Sally now because I was gonna say, I love a meatball sub. Mm-hmm. I I house these babies every chance I can get. Now, Luke, may I ask you a personal question? Yeah, for sure. How often have you downed one of these meaty, meaty, meaty boys and uh, had that followed up pretty rapidly with some gastric distress? Literally never, my guy. Really? It's meatballs, Sam. People make good meatballs. Dude, you don't fuck with ground beef, man. It is... (laughs) It just... It makes me antsy, is the thing. But two meatball subs is a lot. Yeah, but here's to get, the more yeah. distressing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tuna on wheat at 10.30 in the morning. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, what are you doing? Yeah. So what we're, what we're talking about, by the way, is that Gary Busey <laughs> gets two meatball subs and Keanu Reeves orders himself a tuna on wheat. At 10.30 in the morning. morning. (laughs) That is, and Luke, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but have you ever woken up and just been like, this is going to be a bad day? Yeah, some days, literally, Mm -hmm. I cannot think of a better way to exemplify that. Some days you wake up and you order a tuna on wheat at 1030 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, man? And everyone on you the make- planet Earth is going to go, yeah, I know what you mean, actually. That's a mm-hmm. really good illustration of when your day is just going to be shit, huh? Yeah. When you are making the active choice to have a bad day. Yeah. But here's... <clears throat> I don't want it to go under the radar. Mm-hmm. The thing I spent literally about five minutes trying to process is uh, that... Yes, please. The guy orders two meatball subs. Two. Yeah. And so we get up, we, uh, counter gets up to the window of this like shack mm-hmm. where he's ordering these, these sandwiches at uh-huh. 1030 in the morning. Um, while the bank robbery is happening behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great, great, great scene. Pretty funny. Um, I was thinking, Okay, these sandwiches are going to be pretty small. We're talking sub six inches. Like, maybe this is a four-inch sub. Oh, nope. no. What is handed to him is about a foot-long meatball sub. With, I'm going to guess, maybe five to eight sort of child fist-sized meatballs on it. <laughs> yeah, the standard unit of measurement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Two of those, man. Two of them. And then he says, man, I'm so hungry. I could eat the ass in out of a rhino, I believe. I believe so, yes. Um, I should have, you should have gotten me three of these. What are you doing, man? Well, three. Gary, it, what? Uh, I mean, clearly he had no plans to, like, move for the rest of the day. Yes, this is what I'm saying. It's a meatball sub aficionado. I've mm-hmm. tried them everywhere, folks. <laughs> you don't move to... I get a small. Whatever the smallest available size is, that's what I get. Because you mm-hmm. ain't moving after this. No. I mean, I th- I think if you eat three, you're actually in a coma. I think you go into a meatball coma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's... Folks, 
It's dicey. It's not like one of those safe comas. <laughs> this is a dicey coma. Yeah. Eggplant lasagna coma, pretty pretty healthy, pretty safe. Yeah, it's a fine one. Uh, but a three meatball sub coma? <laughs> Prognosis ain't great. Prognosis is pretty bad, actually. Mm-hmm. There's just wards in the hospital filled with people who ate three meatball subs. Lost their yeah. minds or three feet of of meatball sub. <laughs> Can I get a yard of meatball sub, please? Oh, <laughs> it's like making my stomach hurt. Uh, I can't yep. even imagine. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, yeah, now I just really want a meatball sub. That sounds pretty delicious. No, no. Yeah. Um, We see Keanu's bush real briefly. That's all I'm going to say about it. We do, and I wondered if you were going to clock that. But of, <laughs> of course, course you're going to clock I'm gonna that. Of course I'm going to clock it. <laughs> um, at one point, Patrick Swayze in his Reagan costume uh, burns a car down just like the real Reagan burned down our social safety net. Uh, Luke, you said you had a couple quibbles. <laughs> yeah, I got quibbles, but I also just want to return to a, a point of fact about this movie. Uh-huh. Once again, once again, people, Keanu is fucking. This is a horny man. This is a yes. deeply sexual, very horny, got a bush man. Yeah. Um, and I, it is such a lovely change of pace. Yeah, this is what I was thinking about. Not not enjoying the like love making in front of me or the mm-hmm. romance. Instead, no, I'm thinking about Tom Hanks because we spent a year and a half with this mm-hmm. sexless man. Yeah. Um, who never once delivered us any any amount of passion on screen. No. Nothing. Not even like a convincing like thrust. Yeah. Nothing. But Nothing, Keanu? Man. Keanu's so horny he fucked on a beach, which can't be good. Oh, which reminds me. Weren't we going to talk about you and surfing? Oh yeah, um, here's the thing, Luke. Yeah, I I don't understand surfing, and I like what you probably heard is like I don't understand like the joy of surfing, or I don't understand how to surf. Both of those are true, but it goes further, <laughs> Luke. I don't really understand how surfing works. I see. Mm-hmm. Like the physics of it? it? Like like where you go on the wave, how you determine at what point at one point he paddles through a wave and why? I just it's all kind of perplexing to me. Yeah. It's it's like watching a magic show. Mm. So you you see surfing but in your head it's just there's pen and teller kind of happening yeah i don't don't understand why they're doing it i don't get how it's working 
I just, it's, it's all so strange to me, my guy. So I'm guessing you've never tried to surf. No. Wait, hey, when's the last time you looked at a beach or at an ocean, my man? Uh, this past summer when I was in California. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but prior to that years, I'm not a beach guy. Yeah. You are on record as being not a beach dude. Hate the beach. Hate the beach. Look yeah. at me, Luke. I'm wearing a cardigan. Do I look like a beach guy? <laughs> yeah. Do I look like I would try surfing? Not really, if I'm being yeah. honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I hate, I, to, I hate to put you in a box that says not a oh, surfer. No. Uh, that is a box that I comfortably reside in with, yeah. with my DVD copy of Crimson Tide. <laughs> This is the guy who wants to tell me gun facts and watch <laughs> okay. old Pierce Brosnan films. This isn't a guy who wants to be on the beach. Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, he sure. wasn't in Crimson Tide? No, but I feel like he's got dad energy, too. I was going to bring him up. Uh, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I feel like his his James Bond movies have a, a bit more of a dad vibe than some of the others. Exactly. Exactly um, what I was thinking. But, uh, shit, what was the other thing you said? Hmm. Uh, oh, well, I have a suggestion for you on the physics of how to surf. You mentioned the gun facts. Wish you hadn't brought it up. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm going to regret this, but we got time to kill Sam. Do you have a gun fact for me? Not particularly. Um, <laughs> then let me just actually, tell the listeners. Actually, I do have a little bit of a gun fact. Okay. Well, um, before you get to it, let me just explain that Sam and I, yeah. we hang out. You know, we're friends. <laughs> so we hang out. <laughs> and yeah. our guy, Sam, has recently taken to just going, hey, do you want a gun fact? And... <laughs> <laughs> And then you proceed to tell me some truly interesting shit. Um, yeah. And I don't, I'm not just like, you know, flattering you. Every, every gun fact you've ever given me has been interesting. Um, you know, that they're interesting items. Do I want one? Absolutely not. Do I think they should be controlled? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the gun facts, I didn't mean to bring it up, but uh, I guess subconsciously that's just been sort of... You're fine. Um, let's see, a gun fact. Uh, hmm, got a, got a couple for you, Okay. guess. Okay. So, do you know what the tube under the barrel is in a shotgun? No clue. Fan- well, this is the other part of this equation, folks, is that I am gun illiterate. I can't play first-person <laughs> shooters because they make me horribly nauseous. So I don't even have that as a frame of reference. So, Sam, I you could tell me it sprays out hot dogs. And no, I no, would no. So, so, like, I'm talking, like, in a pump-action shotgun, the, the tube that the pump is actually on, you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yeah, I saw one in this movie, so that's a good frame yeah. of reference. Yeah. So... When you load your your shells into the shotgun, that's where they go. Into that tube. Huh. Yeah. So the length of that tube 
determines the number of shells that you could load into the shotgun. Huh. Or and yeah, a second gun fact. Yeah, if I may. We see uh, in the raid on the house with like the weird drug dealer guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy has like a like an automatic shotgun with you know the big drum magazine on it. Sure, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, so that's a real gun, but the wild thing is you have to crank it. There's an actual like winding mechanism on the magazine mm-hmm. that you do have to crank. It's it's wild shit. You know, that would have been a very different scene mm-hmm. if they'd burst into the house instead of just, like, automatic shotgun fire, as was portrayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a guy cranking a gun like it's the 1910s. Uh, oh, like like with a Gatling gun. Yeah, just cranking away at yeah. these FBI agents that are raiding his house. <laughs> really a visual <laughs> gag that doesn't work on a podcast, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, also, just want to reiterate what you said. Sam is not a gun freak. No. Don't own one. Don't want to. Have. I have fired one at a gun range. Yeah. At uh, uh, Disney's rootin' tootin' shootin' uh, terrorist shootin' terrorist shootin' <laughs> range. Yeah. Um, uh, but all this has this all this has bowl of chili and teaching you to drive stick vibes these gun facts yeah. this is not a unabomber situation no 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 it it look i i will never procure a weapon um gi- given frankly just the fact that i take sertraline i think is a little bit disqualifying p- for me personally sure in owning a weapon good call um do you want my quibbles I would love your quibbles. All right. Quibble number one. I think I have mm-hmm. three quibbles, but I could be Ooh, wrong. Okay. Yeah, I got three quibbles. Okay. Um, things that Sam eject me right out of the movie that make no sense that should have been edited out. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, uh, Trevor, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, J- Johnny Utah, went to law school on a football scholarship. Yeah. Um, I mean, Phi Beta Kappa, knows, baby. <laughs> everybody knows Harvard Law's <laughs> yeah storied football team. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure it exists. If you go to a law school that has a football team, I'm not talking. But here's the difference. Actually, I will say this: email me angstypanksypod at gmail dot com. Um, but only if it is a non recreational league. I don't want to hear about how. You Harvard chaps get together and throw the pigskin mm. around. Yeah. If, if you know someone who got a football scholarship to go to law school. Law school. school. <laughs> Does this mean that Johnny Utah did terribly on the LSAT? But they I, were like, but goddamn, he can throw a football. God, have you seen how he chucks that ball? Fuck, we've got to have him here at Harvard. Yeah. Yale Law is going to love this guy. Mm-hmm. It's going to up their game. Uh, so that's quibble number one. Uh-huh, fair. <clears throat> um, quibble number two. What is her name? Uh, the love interest? Tyler. Tyler, thank you. I was about to say it. I actually had it right. Um, Tyler says, um, 
they're out. She's trying to teach him how to surf, and they're out in the surf. And she says, "Doing all right, city boy, city boy." Uh-huh. Uh, I know, I know what you're gonna say. They're in L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what? In what universe is are people walking around L.A. like, yeah, these city people keep coming into L.A. <laughs> yeah, just one of the largest metropolitan areas in the continental United States. I don't know why I sound like Jasper Dubois, but Jasper. I do. <laughs> Jasper Dubois is the guy who knows about city fellas coming down, trying to, trying to take his state's rights. Down here in Los Angeles, the home of the country. <laughs> really the heart of America. Everybody's saying it about mm-hmm. Los Angeles. It's really just like, yeah, uh, you know, bruise guns and God kind of territory mm-hmm. down exactly. there. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. No, it was it was a buck wild comment. Yeah. Truly outrageous um, to be in the middle of Los Angeles at a beach. Uh, anyway, speaking oh, also, of, yeah, she called, she called him city boy and he's from Ohio. Yeah. Which is the other part. I was going to let it slide, but you know what? Now you brought it up. I'm going to fucking rail on that for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, okay. If I moved to Manhattan mm-hmm. and someone called me a, a recent expatriate from Little Rock, Arkansas, a city boy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buck Wild doesn't make sense. Doesn't but also, make sense. I put it to you, Luke. Mm-hmm. Little Rock is more of a city than anywhere in Ohio. I will fully disrespect the entire state. A state so bad, they named their kid after a different state. I know it's his surname. I do not care. I did find it very funny that Johnny Utah is from Ohio. That part mm-hmm. was pretty good. <laughs> like, oh, what part of Utah are you from? Oh, no, nah, man. I'm. It's like Columbus. Ohio? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, hi. It's, it's me, Philippe Sweden. <laughs> from Portugal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Okay, I have one more quibble. Are you ready? Okay, yes. Related to the last one. The entire premise of this movie is that Bodhi, the leader of the surfer gang, mm-hmm. um, they rob banks to get cash to live the surf. They're doing the surfer lifestyle thing where they, they surf all summer and then they go away during winter. They move around to follow the surf mm-hmm. uh, during winter. Sam, it's L.A. Yeah. They keep saying the summer's ending. Fucking and you know those harsh Southern <laughs> California winters, my guy. Yeah, feet upon feet of snow. It puts Buffalo to shame. Yeah, everyone's talking about how down home and country mm-hmm. Los Angeles is, and how I brutal mean, the winters are. I mean, I have heard that uh, a Los Angeles winter is comparable to, you know. A Svalbard summer. Sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It just drove me nuts because they kept saying stuff like, yeah, summer's ending. We got to get out of here, Bodie. And it's like, nah, man, you could totally continue to hang out 
and Los yeah. Feliz or wherever the fuck you are. It's kind of summer all the time there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You could surf all, all fucking year, man. You made mm-hmm. it. You made it to the paradise. Anyway, that's quibble yeah. number three. Them's, them's all my quibbles. Otherwise, tell- phenomenal movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I tell you one of my favorite parts? Sure. Dog throw. He does throw a dog. He just throws a dog at him. And what a fucking power move. Because, uh, like, that requires a little bit of investment on the front end. Because mm-hmm. you can't just, like, snatch up a dog. Because it was a bigger dog. Yeah. You can't, like, snatch one up as you're running. Like, you approach this dog, you pick it up, and he was, like, kind of holding it like a baby a little bit. Yeah. And then, and, and then... Billy Idaho busts through like a window or something and Patrick Swayze just chucks this fucking dog at him yeah, <laughs> and then bolts and I just God, it was a big dick move <laughs> to chuck a Doberman at someone mm-hmm. yeah it's, <laughs> it's pretty big and like you said it's impressive because a cat you can scoop a cat right? you can scoop a cat you can, you can scoop a shih tzu yeah, you could scoop a shih tzu, but this this like Rottweiler mm-hmm. that the guy's got, <clears throat> that's a commitment right there. That takes leverage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like maybe a hundred pound dog that he just yeah. chucks. Yeah. Oh, great chase scene, though. Great oh, chase so, scene. So good. Luke, we have some emails. Oh, my God. Really? Mm-hmm. See, this is the best part of me not checking our email inbox ever. Uh, yeah. These are genuine surprises to me, folks. So if you send an email, I will not look at it before right uh, now. Never. I don't, uh, Luke, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't even know if you know the login for our email. I could take a guess, but I won't do that on air because I'd have to bleep it. Yeah, um, please don't. Yeah. Um. So, uh, from Daniel... With subject line, Wooly Willy, uh, mentioned... (laughs) Excellent. Mentioned in this week's Hanksy Panksy and the fucking Mabim Bam, mind blown. Time to build a a two-scale Wooly Willy, but fill it with human hair and just drag around with static electricity. I think you're onto something here, Daniel. It's, you know, you got something. It's uh <laughs> I think you kickstart this this uh cardboard box full of nightmares. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee yeah. you you'll get some traction from the the weirder parts of the internet. Yeah, it's a good sort of Halloween thing cuz it's like, oh, a woolly willy, that's pretty cool. Uh what this doesn't kind of seem like the metal shavings and it's like, yeah, that's my hair. That's my hair and not from where you'd think my butt (laughs) make him have a Fu Manchu oh god (laughs) okay we have another email from Daniel that just said subject line wife killing me uh and he said how would my wife do it well she is a CRNA and has mentioned more than once you keep this up, and you're gone, and no one would know why. So I texted her how she would do it, and he has sent a screenshot of their text conversation where he says, Hey, 
if you were to kill me, how would you do it? And she replies, seemingly pretty quickly, with one word. Insulin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Run! Yeah, Run, yeah be Daniel. careful, Daniel. Uh, but here's the thing. He's got another part here. Also, Italian in the kitchen and Frenchman on the bidet. <laughs> god damn it. Oh, that is so much better than the shit that we said. Oh, yeah, so good. And we have one final email from Daniel with the subject line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You legend. You absolute legend. The subject line. Fuck. One more email. Uh, And he says, best to throw up chocolate milkshake. If you do it close enough to consuming it, it's still a little cold. And boom, tastes just like the chocolate shake in reverse. Mm. I can't, I cannot ride with you on this one, Daniel. I don't know. I think I'm there for it. I think that's wise words. Yeah. I don't. The timing is critical on that yeah, one. Yeah. If you're timing so. your meatball sub and your chocolate shake, eat the sub, leave it for about 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Consume the shake, let it rip. Yeah, I, th- I think that's... I If you're going to have to, I guess. But yeah. God, three meatball subs that you're puking up, that's your that's your week. <laughs> it's going to take you a while mm-hmm. just to get through the material. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, as, as is, was made obvious just then, folks... Daniel had a monopoly on the hankstypanksypod at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read mm-hmm. whatever you send us, train, this week. You, too, can send us emails. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do, um, I I just assume with Daniel that he wants me to read it now, but um, if you want it read, just just put a put a little note in there. True. Uh, and, and we'll read it out. Otherwise, uh, I, I don't know what to do with it. So, uh, so, yeah. Um, Luke, do you, do you want to move on? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Cool. Also, I do just want to quickly note, Daniel's emails were sent on the same day, one at 11.38, the next one at 11.47, and then the last one at literally one minute after. So... <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, next week... Uh, we will be watching. Oh Christ! I gotta pull it up here. Um, Bill, nineteen ninety one's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Luke, what do you think these silly boys get up to this time? I don't even know. Cause okay. So the last premise was that they had to get through high school by uh running around the mm-hmm. ancient world snapping up uh famous people from history i think it's a back to the future thing and they're gonna go forward this time oh so i think in college someone was like well no because they're in a band you know what fuck it yeah they're going into the future to get uh stock prices 10 years down the road they're going to become mega millionaires that's what oh they're that's do. pretty good that's yeah. pretty good Okay, I like it. I like yeah. it very much. Is this sort of like a like a the Big Short take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Excellent. 
Yeah. Pretty similar in concept and tone, for mm-hmm. sure. I I could see Keanu pulling that off as as uh Ted. I yeah, think he's Ted. As Ted Theodore. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Ted Theodore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, well, I think Bill and Ted's bogus journey is um they travel back way, way, way back in time with Napoleon to um help him achieve his absolute dream of fucking a dinosaur. I knew you were gonna say it the minute you said Napoleon. So mm-hmm. I don't know we need to stop this podcast. Um, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and only time will tell if uh bill and ted's bogus journey is in yeah. fact uh, a quest to get napoleon's beak wet with mm-hmm. the pterodactyl which is a reptile yeah. not a dinosaur i apologize yeah uh he's he's gonna get all nasty in a cloaca um well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. Uh, you can send us an email, of course, at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Mastodon now at hanksypanksypod at home.social. And uh, we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash hanksypanksy. Uh, we have a new patron over there. Thank you very much. We got a lot of fun stuff going on. I'm... Um, I'm reading a book for the Patreon right now uh, that was written by an Irish uh, parliamentary minister, I guess, uh, who's also Jewish. So this is this is my life. Yeah, I, I read 50 pages of it today and I don't feel good about it. <laughs> you're doing. Yeah, you're completing the mission, though, and that's what's important. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, we got a lot of fun stuff over there. So we got some fun projects coming up and, uh, check us enough money and you can be one of Hanks's heroes like Russell Tuck and Daniel fellas. I'll teach you how to surf. Nice. Yeah. Luke, do you have a final quote? I do. And it is, sir, I peel the skin off chicken. Oh, God damn it. I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Such a wild ass lie. Oh uh, shit. <laughs> Anywho. Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy Honor Among Reeves. We'll be back next week with 1991's Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs>